Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the premiere episode of Season 2 of the Navigators Podcast. Season 1 was an absolutely tremendous blessing of being able to walk through the series of Back to Basic. We literally got into some basic things, um, just getting back to getting in God's Word and praying the essentials of our faith and things that we, in the battle, battle with the culture, that we cannot neglect. And uh, so I'm so excited, though, for the future and what this year is going to hold for us. We've got gotten through uh, our break and gotten through Christmas holidays and New Year's and, and all of this stuff. And I think hopefully by now we are all back in the swing of things. But I'm going to ask you a question, and I don't want you to hate me for it, okay? I'm going to ask you a question. Here it is. How are your resolutions going? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's what I asked. February 2nd, 2022. This is a cool date, by the way. 2222. Okay. In February 2nd, how are your resolutions going? You remember that thing that we do every year? We sit down with a piece of paper and we look at the year ahead, and there's just so much of a blossom and spring in our heart of opportunity for the year and we just can't wait right we set all these goals and we have all these plans we make these long to-do lists and things and we 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 kind of map out what we want our year to look like but isn't it interesting that uh we've But then just a couple weeks later, we are kind of back to our normal routine and our normal rut of things. That is truly and honestly our human nature. We are so bad at getting stuck in a rut. And you know what a rut is, don't you? A rut is simply a grave with both ends knocked out of it, as one man said. Uh, That is a rut, and we get stuck in ruts so easily, and we... We like to plan, and we we have some dreams and good intentions, but usually around this time, resolutions are uh, beginning to wane, and diets are beginning to, uh, we are becoming unfaithful to them, and all of this stuff. Well, you know, God's way for us is to continue to press forward. You know, it's time to move forward. Uh, we We, our human nature likes to set goals and not stick to them. Our human nature likes to 
to get somewhere, right, without having to go through the process. As one preacher put it, we like everybody likes the product, but we don't like the process. We don't want the process of what it takes to get there. And that's often why we fall by the wayside. Well, when it comes to the battle with the culture, the church and the world, do you realize that God's will for the church is to move forward? The Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You notice something about gates. Gates are not something in a battle uh, that are on the offense. They are something that's usually on the defense, right? And so if the gates of hell will not prevail against it, what's it? The church. Then that would insinuate that the church is on the offense. We are the ones that are to be progressing God's calls and God's gospel throughout this world. Why? Because we have the hope of the world. We have Christ. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. And so can I challenge you today? It's time to move forward. There's some verses at this time everywhere. Usually January is a time where I just kind of, I look through all the scattered pieces of of information from the last year and try to collect them in some some form of uh, of help and some form of guidance for the next year. And these verses always come every single year, come to my mind uh, during this time of the year in January. Philippians chapter 3 and verses 11 through 15. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. And then these verses that we may be familiar with in verse 13. Brethren, I count my not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I love that. He says, I press toward the mark. You know what he's saying? It's time to move forward. Yes, there's a time to remember what God has done. There's a time to look at the blessings that God has given. But you realize that you can't live on the faith of yesterday. You have to live on today's faith, your relationship with Jesus today. Just because I've told my wife that I love her yesterday doesn't mean I don't need to say it today. That's kind of like getting married and I've got the wedding band and, well, I guess I don't have to do anything else now, right? I don't have to cultivate my relationship with my wife. That would be a very weak marriage. Our marriage would not move forward at all in its maturity. And that's the same way uh, with our relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, sometimes we expect our relationship to move forward with the Lord without us putting forth the effort of pressing toward the mark, right? We press. It is something that there's going to be friction involved. And by the way, that's why this podcast exists, right? Because we're navigating through the culture. The culture is against us. The world, the flesh, the devil, they are against us. And they do everything they can to trap us, to knock us off the beaten path that God has set for us. They do what they can to taint our minds and our and our souls. And we know it's not because they don't like us, truly. It's because they don't like the Lord. They don't love the Lord. They don't love God. And that is has to be our mindset. The same mindset that Paul, that Paul had in this passage has to be our mindset of moving forward. Well, how do we move forward, though? How do we keep going? 
when the the waves of worldly trends move against us, when the winds of trial blow against us, uh, when the devil is constantly uh, on our backs. What do we do? How can we reach forth to the things which God set before us? Well, I want you to notice, number one, his standing. His standing. Uh, look at verse number 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. You know what Paul was telling the church at Philippi? He was telling them, he said, hey guys, I have not arrived. He said it again in verse 13, Brethren, I've counted on myself to have apprehended, or I have not arrived. I haven't gotten to the place of sinless perfection. I haven't gotten to the place of this or that. And by the way, that's impossible on this side of heaven. You will never get to the place to where you do not sin. Uh, you will never get to the place in which you are perfect on this side of heaven. It, it's impossible with our sin nature. See, when you trusted Christ as your Savior, your soul got saved. Your spirit okay, was revived by the Holy Spirit. But your body okay, is still flesh. Your body is still flesh. That's why Paul said as well, he said, I die daily. Well, why did he have to die daily? He had to die daily because his flesh was so desperate to live. And my flesh is so desperate to live. And I think one of the key factors in realizing or moving forward, keep moving forward in this year, is to realize our standing is that we are nothing, right? Without him, we can do nothing. Um, the Bible says in First Corinthians 6, talks about how we are bought with a price, right? We're bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We are not our own, right? We are His. And when we trust Christ as our Savior, our body has become His temple. Our body has become the means. Our hands and feet have become the means in which He will progress the gospel and His message and His hope and His word. That is our duty as a Christian and But realizing our standing in Christ helps us to keep going. Realizing that, hey, I'm in Christ. I'm one of his children. And that's an encouraging thing to realize. I'm one of God's children. I am one of his saints. God has privileged me with a home in heaven. My sins are forgiven. Think of that. My sins are forgiven. This is all part of who we are, our identity in Jesus Christ. You see those two words often in the Pauline epistles, in Christ. That's a positional phrase. That's what it shows. It shows your identity or position inside of the Lord Jesus. Because once you get saved, right, you become his body. Your body becomes his temple. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are literally a new creature. That is how we're standing. That's why Jesus said in, in John chapter 3, he said, you must be born again. Literally, you must be reborn. Or you must be regenerated by your spirit. And that's exactly what the Lord does at the time of salvation. So notice Paul's standing, but not just his standing. Notice his spirit. In verse 13, he says, what? Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Like I said earlier, that means, hey, I haven't arrived yet. I have not arrived yet. Someone who reaches forth to the promises of God is someone who walks in the footsteps of Christ's humility. It's someone who has the right spirit. And truly, if you are going 
to move forward in life, you have got to uh, check your attitude, right? Check the atti- your attitude at the door. You've heard that phrase before. Check it at the door, okay? Uh, but attitude is everything. I tell teenagers all the time, attitude is everything. You will get out of school what you put into it. You will get out of sports and other activities what you put into it. So Paul says, I haven't arrived. You know, some Christians, they I feel like they've just settled where they are. Um, I've, I've fallen short and I have fallen to the temptation before that I just, uh, I want to stop growing. It's just too much work to keep fighting. Now understand our, our lives, uh, we are literally going against our nature. I kind of think of the idea of you're petting an animal or petting a cat or a dog and you, you pet it down its back, but going against the grain or going against the hair, right? You pat you pet up its back, what are you doing? You're going against the natural flow of its hair. You're going against what is natural, and that's what we're doing. When we battle with our spirit, when we battle with the flesh and the Holy Spirit tells us to do uh, to do things that are right and our flesh wants to do the wrong things, that is the constant battle of our Christian life, and we can't get stuck in this, well, I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to move forward anymore. We can't get complacent in our Christian life. We've got to check our spirit. We've got to say, Lord, help me to have the right attitude of moving forward. Moving forward. Do you realize that you are stuck in the last place that you failed to surrender to God? Think about it. The last thing that you failed to give to God is where you stopped growing. You may have grown in some other areas, yes. And God says, my word's not going to return void. And so you've seen the blessings of his word. But you are stuck in your personal walk with God, in your spiritual maturity. You are stuck in the place, the last thing that you failed to surrender to God. That's why it's so important for us to have the right spirit, an attitude of meekness and loneliness and realize, hey, guess what? I haven't arrived. I haven't I haven't gotten to the place uh, where I, I've got this thing all figured out. And you know, we may not, not ever say that. But oftentimes, don't we live that way? Lord, I've got this decision. You can set this one out. We would never say that. But oftentimes, that's what our actions say. So Paul, we notice his his excuse me, his standing. Then we notice his spirit. His spirit. What is his spirit? It's meek. It's saying, hey, I haven't arrived yet. And then number three, notice his simplicity. Notice his simplicity. Verse 13 says, and this one thing I do. This one thing. Not this 47-step plan of what I'm going to do this year, but no, this one thing I do. You know there's power in simplicity. There's so much power in it. Our lives are so full of noise and so full of so many things and so many to-do lists and so many programs that we uh, that we major on and we let consume our time. Something that uh, I, I wrote about in my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World, and, and hopefully that, that's coming up soon, more on that later on, but... You know, something that I wrote about in there was the fact that we fail oftentimes to be present, right? We miss our lives because we get so busy. 
We can't even live in the moment and enjoy in the moment because we're so busy living either in the past or living in the future, right? We're thinking about all these things and we literally just miss what just happened in front of our faces, right? There is power in simplicity. We complicate things and there's this, I feel like a part of our human nature that loves to overcomplicate, right? I am probably one of the world's worst at this. But there's something about our nature that just loves to complicate matters more than they should be complicated. And that is me. That is me. But there's power in being simple and just saying, okay, Lord, you know, I could do this and do that. And I'm not saying, you you know, 12-step programs are bad. I'm not saying any of that. I'm simply saying that oftentimes the thing that hinders us from moving forward is because we have too much on our plate. Sometimes we've got to learn to take some things and cut it off, cut it off of our lives to do without so that we can do better maybe at just a few things. I kind of, I've used this before as a business analogy, but we have the the uh, Chick-fil-A mentality. I used to work for about four years as a manager at Chick-fil-A and I incorporated their training, a little bit of their training into my business of window cleaning. And I said, we are going to do well at a couple of things instead of doing everything. When I started out doing window cleaning, you know what I did? I did window cleaning. And I did everything that I possibly could to do a great job at cleaning windows. I tried to major on that thing because I wanted quality, not quantity. There's a lot of guys in that business or in that field that thought, let's do house washing and window cleaning. And, and a lot of times they're, they're stretching because they, they're trying to make more money, Right. You're trying to make more money because maybe the window cleaning accounts are not coming in. So what do they do? They try to clean houses too and driveways too. And hey, let's do car detailing. So they do all these services and they do a, a not a very good job at them, right? Well, one of my mentalities going in was I'm going to get really, really, really good at cleaning windows and then I'll do other things. And that started doing house washing. And guess what? I did really, really good at doing house washing. And then I started to expand to other services. And that's the same way in our Christian lives. I think we would benefit so much if we learn to look at a couple of things and major on those handful of things and say, Lord, I'm going to do these to the best of my ability. And whatever God puts on your heart, if it's saying, hey, this year I want you to memorize scripture, well, work hard at that. Don't be somebody who's like, all right, well, I'm going to set a goal of leading 20 people to the Lord and memorizing 175 verses this year. I'm going to set a goal of reading the Bible through 47 times. I'm going, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure when you set all these goals, number one, that are unrealistic, but they're not simple. Uh, there's so many of them, and you're setting yourself up for discouragement and setting yourself up for failure. So there's power in simplicity. Uh, living simply is just putting first things first. It's putting the first things, the basic things first. Well, if I have, if I didn't do well in 2021, you know, at reading scripture and reading God's word, then guess what? I need to hone in on that. And I say, Lord, help me to get good at this first. Or you know what? My prayer life is not what it should be. So Lord, help me to do this first. There is power in simplicity there is power in one and that's what paul says this one thing that i do well what does he do we'll talk about that next week we'll continue our study of philippians 3 this little mini study of philippians 3 and how can we press forward for the mark for the prize of the high calling of god 
in Christ Jesus. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit tylerarobertson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com, tyleraroberson.com, and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.